Hello, and welcome to Smooth Scaling, the podcast from Insight Partners that helps revenue leaders scale their software companies at every stage of growth. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan, and today I'm once again speaking with Todd Graken, Senior Vice President of Sales at Workato, a single platform for integration and workflow automation across your organization. They are number 47 on the Cloud 100. In the last episode, Todd shared his experience optimizing inbound lead capture, routing, and conversion. Today, we continue our discussion as Todd shares his thoughts on accelerating sales performance using Gen AI, as well as several other sales productivity hacks. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Let's shift gears to one of the other topics you framed up from, you know, from earlier on, which was the sort of application of, of chat GPT and, and Gen AI into, into sales. Can you expand a little bit on, on what we were thinking about there? Everything that we think about from a chat GPT AI perspective, the first filter is on security and, and personal information and these types of things. So just know as an organization, that's part of our, our core DNA. But for publicly available information that you can feed into and take and, and use and, and leverage and all that, there's just so much of that. So why do we need to ask SDRs and others to go do a lot of one-off research when if we already know what are the accounts that we're going to try to target, the industries we're trying to target, why can't we go find publicly available information on that, pull in that data, and then come up with more specific to that industry based on the types of solutions that we provide, content, and then push that out to an audience? You know, there's those types of things. Internally, where we have what customers have told us during a call in terms of their, their, their situation and what they might want to change and how they might want to do it. Why can't we take that, automatically put that into an email script in terms of here's a summary of what you just asked for. And then based on the data that we get from that, create the template for the reps to send out that adheres more to the standards and policies and processes that we want to do. So for an example, thanks for the information. Here's what we've heard. Here's the things that you want to do. Here are five customer examples that look just like you. And here's a way to get connected with our community. Instead of asking all the reps to create this content, can we automatically do that? Once again, control slash make it easier, put it in their hands so that when they send it out, we have much more fine-grained control over that that messaging, which then allows us, once again, to do more A-B testing of what's really sticking. I suspect I, I know the answer to this, but I guess the idea with that summary follow-up email would be that it's not on autopilot, right? It's you, you tee that up on behalf of the rep to review and send just in case something is is less than perfect. Yeah, no, thank you for that clarification. Absolutely, absolutely. The goal is just to make it easier and also help the reps in this case think more holistically, not just about a tactical one side part, but like what's the bigger story with the customer or with the prospect. I'm fascinated by that application. You know, I've definitely seen some of the conversation intelligence companies, right? Or people who bolt on to the conversation intelligence companies that read transcripts and then come up with summaries and and next steps and so forth like they have their format that they send to you but I'm 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 quite fascinated by this concept of huh maybe there's a template version right that you want to actually test that can include some of those things like customer references and events and so forth is that something that you build using your own technology is that something that's like in-house proprietary that you're using I'm curious how you're how you're doing that yeah, no. And this is where you know, the old proverbial, we drink our own champagne type stuff, like because we have all these technologies, because we do it with kind of low code, no code, everyone can do it. So we have sales reps that are innovating ideas. We have marketing analysts that are doing it. You know, you, uh, lots of different people, lots of different experimentation going on. And that's why, once again, to me, it's more of a mindset. Yeah. Because if you can start to get that into the organization, the amount of creativity that occurs is just fascinating. On that creativity side, 
I've definitely worked for some larger companies where they didn't want reps to get creative, right? And and these are like hyperscale companies, right? When you're up in the hundreds of millions, you know, 500 million plus, billion plus types of companies. You know, as you think back to that validation, calibration, scale, and you've worked for some, you know, some BMS yourself, by the way, if people want to look you up on on, uh, on LinkedIn, they'll see you've worked for some, some, you know, very, very established tech companies like Oracle and Tableau and so forth. Do you think there's a point where the company is sort of so big and the processes, you want them to be as standardized as possible that you you sort of, you know, begin to, I hate even having these words come out of my mouth, but, you know, like begin to say, hey, this is, it's, this is, in, in nicer words, it's not your job to do that at the individual contributor rep level. Here's my personal mindset on this one. So I don't know if I speak on behalf of everybody, but that would be a shame because name one market that doesn't evolve quickly. And I've been doing this for a couple of decades now and, and the go-to-market strategy, whether I was at a big company or a small company or fast growth or a slow growth, mature, maturing, you name it, is constantly evolving. And frankly, that innovation always comes from the field. I just have always seen it. And then, it, it then uh, you know, corporate takes that and can, can simplify it, standardize it, and then push it out to everybody. So, no, I, I'm always actively inviting everybody at the company to help us innovate. Now, that said, you need to put certain controls around that innovation, certain checks. That's why I mentioned earlier around like ChatGPT and AI, like we're, we're very security focused companies. So we're allowing people to do certain experimentation, but always under the guidance of what, you know, certain constraints. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. You know, each each month, each week, the the focus of how to use these technologies appropriately is is certainly changing. You know, and and the hype still seems to be seems to be going. I I, I do feel that the the additional human check is is critical. Yep. No. De- definitely. But some of the other ones that we're seeing with like the Chat GPT type stuff, like close loss. So let's say we have a deal and we lose it. Not that this ever happens in any go-to-market, but in case it does, can we send an email back out to some of the people that we met during that sales campaign with some sort of summary about what we're seeing in the industry and what other other people are saying? Like, we've actually been able to use ChatGPT to come up with some content around that from an automation perspective, once again, publicly inv- available information that then reactivates some calls. Because sometimes the rep says it's closed, lost, but it's up to a no decision, mm-hmm. you know, and that opens it up again. As your career has evolved, if you've, observed instances of where sales leadership has has changed and you know sometimes it's just kind of okay we made a change but everything continues the same versus like sales leadership change and there was an acceleration what do you think and obviously keeping in mind this sort of percentage game thing but what, what do you think it is that when new sales leaders come into a role and they're and they're super successful what most often distinguishes them from their predecessor ooh Boy, that, there's a lot to unpack. I've been doing this for a couple of decades now. The old adage was, you know, you just wanted the athlete who was going to go out there and just pound the pavement and take no for an answer. And then if you start looking at more modern selling, it's, it's more data driven. It's more being in the vi- right environments. It's more having a provocative approach to helping people. And it's being a little bit more empathetic, I think, as well, in terms of the best sellers. I've talked about, you know, uh, humble hunger, intelligence of being in the shoes of the buyer, quick clock speed because there's so much you need to learn. And then are you just curious? Are you coachable? Do you want to learn? Now, to your question around the the managers of that, the leaders of that, 
who are the people that quickly learn that it's not about being a super rep, but about enabling a team, not just their team, but the greater team to, to do well, but doing that by making it simple and repeatable. Yeah, I'm always on the hunt for for false dichotomies. And I was wrestling this year with with a super rep concept, right? Is the you take your best rep, you promote them to manager, and then you get what you you get what you put in there. You get a super rep, right? They're they're still doing all the deals. I'm sure I learned this from someone. I never credit self epiphanies here, but the epiphany I, I gained from from talking to someone was that great first line or even above, but that great first line manager. They are going to be a super rep on the deals for their new hires for a period of time, right? And they're going to gradually roll off as the rep gets proficient in all aspects, right? All the internal processes, but also value selling and messaging and and so forth. And then with their as those reps become more seasoned and experienced, or with their more seasoned and experienced reps, the the manager right is is there for air cover and executive alignment and so on. You mentioned kind of a bunch of attributes of great sellers, right? Hungry, humble intelligent buyer business acumen curiosity coachability maybe just to pick on one of those items let's just say coachability in the interviewing and selection process for reps how do you assess something like coachability oh this one's great jeremy and you can do this at every role within the organization and for what it's worth we've spent a lot of time experimenting on this one because we think it's so vital we're a big believer in the growth mindset versus anything else so The easiest way to do that is you provide real-time coaching during the interview program, either in a a specific meeting for that meeting or in the process for that process. So give them a real-world example of something they might need to do, give them some coaching, and then see how they respond to that coaching. Do they embrace it as a gift in which it was given to help them become genuinely better, or do they deny that it ever happened? If they embrace it as a gift, are they able to implement it? Ask them to be reflective. How did they think they did? If they think they crushed it, did they really? Mm. You know, if they say, hey, listen, I thought I did well, but I thought I was pretty a little bit weak here, here, and here. Now you know they're, they're, they're aware so that they can be coached. I'll often give somebody feedback during or at the end of a, an interview, and then I give the next interviewer a heads up, and I said, hey, I coached XYZ person on this thing. Can you do me a favor and observe whether or not they adapted? Because that human is going to adapt to you. And usually, I'll say usually in an interview process, right? And if they can't, that's another that's another story. But like they're usually going to adapt to you. But will they? Will it sink in? And will they do the same thing? I remember this is many many years ago. But you know, someone I was interviewing someone, and to their credit, they had like prepared a prepared like a presentation. It was unusual. You, people don't usually come for a first interview with a presentation, right? Like it's different if you're asking them to do a project, but they came with like a presentation. I said, hey, you know, it's sort of getting in the way of, of you know, my ability to have a conversation with you and we'll get to these things. And, you know, they put the presentation away. I said, you know, I, and I recommend that you, you know, you know, you just sort of let your hair down a little bit for the remainder of the interviews just based on the culture of the company. And like, sure enough, they did the presentation to all the rest of the interviewers the rest of the day. So that, that told us something, right? So, well, and that's what you want to do. You want to pressure test for whatever are the factors or traits that you think are most important to your organization for people to fit into culturally and to have success. You have to pressure test them because it, like, there's no reason to do it six months later. <laughs> you know, you'd rather, you'd rather catch that early. So now that's a great call out. I'm, I'm also just a big fan on, on these factors of doing the back channel reference checks, right? I think that's just absolutely critical because as people have, have told me frequently, right? 
you're hiring salespeople. What do they do? They sell, and, and there's they sh- they should be selling themselves even better than they can sell, you know, any product or service on the planet. So, in an interview, they can they can definitely deceive you. You know, not deceit. Maybe deception is the wrong word, but they could definitely influence you. I have noticed that there's a conversational style. Actually, tell me if if you've noticed this too, or if this is just me. Um, I don't know, looking for looking for with a confirmation bias, but I've noticed that there's a distinct conversational style of some of the best reps that they it's like you you feel kinship and friendship even in this in the course of one conversation. And to me it's a slow a slower pace of speaking. Before we press record, we were talking about how fast humans can speak and and comprehend information. But I found that some of the best reps are like a soft, slow tone. Is that confirmation bias on my side, or have you have you noticed that too? I need to process that one. I don't know if I've seen that so much, but I do think the better reps are able to connect. You can connect by mirroring what you're hearing and or seeing. So maybe if you exude that one as well, that might be coming up. But they do need to be strong communicators. So maybe by slowing down, they're able to get their point across more effectively. Yeah, I almost feel like I, I do best with people who are anti-mirroring because I, I tend to speak rather quickly and and I tend to speak a little more robotically than I would like to like to speak. But I, I think those those reps who slow me down, right? They're like bringing my blood pressure down. I think the ability to bring someone's blood pressure down is uh, is a pretty killer uh, a pretty killer skill in a in a rep. Well. Todd, thank you for, you know, we covered a lot of ground today, but thank you for sharing your wisdom on, I think, some really actionable techniques for for how to improve, you know, top of funnel, how to A-B test, how to, how to leverage chat GPT, how to hire reps and managers. So thank you for the time today. Jeremy, thanks so much for having me on. This has been a pleasure. Best of luck to all your listeners out there and what they're doing. Go to market's not easy. It's constantly shifting. So uh, keep experimenting and, and, and keep pushing. Thank you for listening to the Smooth Scaling Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend. For more information about the topics we discussed today, check out the Insight Partners blog at insightpartners.com slash blog. See you next time.